Welcome, I'm Rogers Anderson, the Williamson County Mayor, and today we have a, another special session, and we have a very, very uh, special person, uh, someone special to me individually, and Mrs. Mary Mills. Thank you for coming out today. Well, thank you for having me. You know how I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had a series of uh, several people that have been able to be on the show with us, and it's a uh, it's a series we're trying to run to, run, to mm -hmm. know a little bit more about Franklin and Williamson County. Um, you were certainly one of those people we needed to get on TV. Well, thank you. Because you've been here, the, I guess, the biggest part of your life. All my life. And uh, <laughs> you've been a school teacher, you've been a principal, mm -hmm. you're on, currently you're a county commissioner, mm -hmm. you're on the hospital board. You're on public health issues. Uh, I know right before we went on television, you are talking about traveling with uh, some of your family members to St. Louis <laughs> for some uh, church activity. You're a very, very active uh, person in our community and still continue to be an active person in our community. Well, I believe in um, somewhere I read that say that God wants you to wear out and not to rust out. And I guess that's what I'm doing. <laughs> to wear I'm out. I'm getting mighty tired though. <laughs> Let's yeah. go back uh, when you were <clears throat> a few years ago. Uh, you can. <laughs> and uh, talk to us a little bit about Mary Mills, who she is. Um, brothers and sisters and kind of bring us forth a little bit, talking a little bit about uh, the times back in those days and uh, I know that public education is very important to you mm -hmm. and it's very important for you, for you and your family and for the extended family we call our, our citizens here in town. So take us back from the beginning a little bit about Mary Mills and okay. the involvement that you have, and I may even jump in from time to time. Well, that would be fine. As you say, I was born here in Wilson County, actually out on Lewisburg Avenue, and uh, that's where my grandparents lived, and because my mama lived out there too. And uh, after my grandfather died, we moved into town. That my grandmother had 13 children. She never asked for any help at all. After my grandfather died, she, and somebody think that it's below you to do the menial work, but she did. She washed for folk and ironed. She never asked a person for a penny. And she raised all those 13 children, put them, had them all going in school. So that's the kind of atmosphere that I grew up in when we came here, because I was living with my, uh, my mother. And um, I went to uh, Franklin Training School here. And I actually uh, finished, and I was telling somebody the other day, I've never seen a time that I did not want to go to school, even in the first grade, all the way up to going through being a principal like that. But I did go there, and I finished Franklin Training School. Now, a lot of people <laughs> may not know what Franklin Training School was. You've got right. to remember, we're in a different era Oh, today. you're right. Well, Franklin Training School was the old black school. Uh, back there, they called it all colored school. And it started out as an um, institution, Claiborne Institution, and then it went to Franklin Training School, and from there, from Natchez High, when we did the integration, you know. But I called it the shotgun school, uh, airplane school, because it had two wings and one going down the center. So it looked like an airplane, you know, and everything. But uh, <clears throat> we went there and uh, didn't have a high school at first. 
and for the children. And so they had to come from the county into uh, Franklin to go to Franklin Training School. And a lot of them live with their relatives here, you know. I was fortunate because, as I say, I was born and reared here. And so I didn't, I stayed with my, you know, my parents and all. We, um, after I finished uh, Franklin Training School, went to Tennessee State. And I rode into Irving. I got a ticket, it was a monthly ticket. I got that and I was given $5 a week to take me on um, Jefferson Street bus and to buy my lunch <laughs> out of $5. And I tell you, I guarded that $5. <laughs> and one time I thought I had lost it, it was raining, and I don't know how I dropped it in the umbrella, but I did, and I couldn't find it when I was looking for it. I said, oh, Lord, how am I going to get back and everything? But I opened up the umbrella, and there's my $5. So I said, thank the Lord for that. So, and then I got my BS at, uh, Frank, at um, Tennessee State. And that was when it was Tennessee State, and then I went back and got my master's when it got to be a university. Plus, I went back and got um, my um, uh, work that I needed to be a principal in supervision and all. So. Somewhere along in there, um, you got married. I sure did. I got married in um, Talitha Mills right after he came out of the Marines. Well, not right after, you know. But I saw him when I was a senior in high school, and he passed by me and didn't even speak. <laughs> I could not believe that. And I said, uh-huh, you would speak to me. <laughs> now, I didn't set my head for it right then, you know. But we belonged to the same church, and that helped, you know, and everything. So we got married, and we got married in 1951. It's funny you said that at a previous interview we had Mr. Moody on here. And, uh, of course, you know Mr. Moody. Oh, yeah. And he talked about the same same way that he and him and his brother, when he came back from the service, went to out on a Saturday night. And um, he saw this girl dancing, and he said, you know, I think that's the one for me. But that first time or two, she didn't have a lot to do with it. I know it. So it's funny uh, how how we all meet our mates yeah. and the events. Well, he, he thought I was he thought I was a child, <laughs> and so he was you know coming back from the marine. Now, he was the first African American from the county to be a marine and to leave from here. So anyway, we when he came back and came over to the school dressed all in his marine uniform, you know. I said, uh-huh, passing by me, I'll fix you. <laughs> but I didn't mean marriage. I meant he was going to say something to me and everything. Well, apparently he did. Yeah, he did. Y'all yeah. got married and had how many children? Uh, we have uh, two. We have uh, Joyce Lund. Well, my oldest, our oldest is, is Latham Mills, Jr., and he's a minister. Uh, he is a, a juvenile probation officer, and they live in Morrow, Georgia. So he's a minister that preaches his pastor between um, Morrow, Georgia, and Augusta. Uh, he is a, a probation officer, juvenile, juvenile probation officer in Atlanta. So he's there. And with Joyce is a human resource specialist. And she travels all around. She's the one who drags me everywhere. <laughs> and how many grandchildren? Five. Five of them. And you know J.R. Blackman. 
Everybody, everybody knows Jr. The Joyce has three. She's got Natanya. Natanya's the oldest, and she teaches at Middle Tennessee State. Courtney is our world traveler. She's the dancer, and she's on Holland America, and she's uh, on her fifth contract. And of course, Gerald Blackman, who is 13, who is here. And I tell him all the time, I said, you know you're my love. And the Tanya said, you told us all like that. I said, yeah, all of you are my love, but this is my love now. <laughs> Latham has two children, and they are in Atlanta. He has Chris, and he has Alexander. So they, uh, Alexander's first year in high school, in a college. Chris went one year, and the, you know, he had to find himself. I said, you better find yourself soon. <laughs> You've uh, touched on your life. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about your life and the way it was in Franklin in those early days. Okay. Uh, it's an entirely different place. Oh, it sure is. And um, I tell everybody that Franklin, we used to kind of a little different. We didn't have the um, problems. We had them, but they were not as severe as problems in other communities. And I guess the African Americans didn't have that because we had our own group, you know, and we had on our own uh, society and everything. But the one thing that I remember, a lot of things I remember, that when you went downtown, if you wanted to buy a hat, now your mom could go in and buy a hat, and she didn't like the way it looked, she'd put it down. If my mom went in and got a hat and put it down, the moment she put it on, whether it looked right or not, she had to take that because they did not want, they wouldn't leave their head in there. You could not um, get dresses. You just couldn't try on clothes like that. And then there was one store here that's a drugstore where Starbucks is now this corner drugstore. I would not go in there because they were so rude and so ugly to black. But on the other hand, we go down to Miss Sandler's, you know, Sandler's she, when you went in, the first thing she do start talking, and and uh, my kids when they were small, they first thing they want to do is jump up on the, um, you know, by the counter and get some ice cream, and so as soon as we went in, I wouldn't let them go in and come to drug because I was not gonna have them insulted or anything. We go to Miss Sanders, and as soon as we walked in, though she started speaking, they hop up on the seat, and she said, "What kind of cream you want?" And they get and Latham and I would just stand there by them, you know, because we protected them. And uh, we stand there while they'd eat the ice cream, you know. And uh, they never knew that much about segregation or anything until they went to the high school. And then that all started, you know. But we, we protected our children. We took them on bus trips. We took them on trains and all the same. Well, and okay. I know you're a champion for <laughs> Afro-American um, issues. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that happened in our past, prior to you, prior mm -hmm. to me, um, that none of us are proud about, but it is history. Yeah. Uh, there mm -hmm. are th things with our grandparents uh, mm -hmm. that occurred that today are, are unspeakable, mm -hmm. but they are a part of our history. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've always admired you, even in those diff difficult things you have to make a decision on, whether mm -hmm. they're at the hospital board or health issues or even on the county commission. Um, you always exemplify and demonstrate uh, the courtesy. Uh, you can tell you've had a, a, a mom, a grandma, yeah. a family that tr tried to treat people 
uh, fair and equal, mm -hmm. regardless of the race. Right. And that is so mm -hmm. important. But yeah. at the same time, you are a champion for the mm -hmm. African-American community and the issues that you bring, and that is healthy because we need, we need diversity on our boards. Mm -hmm. We need men, women, black, white, uh, other groups mm -hmm. um, because that's, that's what makes a community mm -hmm. what it is. And it's difficult at it times. It is. You know, um, Ron Jarnett says, you know, we have the African-American Heritage Society. You know, we did the uh, museum, McNamara House Museum. And the first money that we got when we started raising money came from the hospital. And Ron Jarnett gave us the nicest letter. And he said, a community is not completed. Uh, complete unless you have diversity, unless you recognize them. And he said that hospital was real proud to, to contribute to what we were trying to do. And so we, because you know we did the um, McMahon House Museum, and this was built by an ex-slave back in 1880. And for 117 years, there's been somebody of that family in there. And then got one of the youngsters, I call them, in there, and they let it go down and out. But, um, you know, I believe in treating everybody the same way. I really do. And I believe in treating people like I want to be treated. And so um, I don't care. Like I used to tell my children in school, I don't care whether you're black, white, blue, or purple. Every one of you go when the wagon comes. <laughs> and that meant that I was going to treat them all the same way. I didn't care anything about the race. And I know when we integrated, and uh, Mr. Brown called me when I was cooking dinner. And Mr. Brown was the superintendent. The superintendent, yeah, Don Franklin's, Brown. Yeah. Franklin Special uh -huh. School District. Yeah, and he called me and he said, I'll see you Monday. And you know, I sort of flipped sometimes. I said, well, why are you going to see me Monday? Because he was just the principal. And he said, you're one of my teachers. Now I said, okay, just like that, you know. And so I went over there. Well, at the end of that week, one of the supervisors came to me and she said, I want to see if uh, you're okay. We worried about how you would do. I said, excuse me? We worried about how you would do. You never taught white children. I said, a child is a child is a child. I said, I do not care what race they are. I am teaching children. So she didn't bring that up to me anymore. But I just, I look at everybody. You know, everybody's everybody. And I don't care who you are, you deserve to be treated not uh, fairly. And I, I get sort of upset at our race because we want to hang on to what happened years ago. You can't do that. You cannot see. And yesterday I was looking on TV and I can't remember the guy's last name. He's a comedian. His name is Chris somebody. And uh, they, he was with this man who digs into history found out that his grandfather, great-great-grandfather, who was a slave, owned 65 acres of land. And Chris, who is rich and everything, he said, I never owned 65 acres of land. I don't even own it now. And he said, it just makes you think and respect what happened to the people a long time ago. They were slaves, but they didn't have a slave mentality at all. One of the things, and I don't know if you can give me a lot of history on it, but several years ago at the African-American meal that we have February, I guess, yeah. each year to help help 
support the Macklemore mm -hmm. uh, activities. And the mm -hmm. Macklemore, if, if people are watching this, they may not realize that it's not a museum that, and a house that's open uh, all the time. There's no. special times, mm -hmm. but they could call you or mm -hmm. they could call our office mm -hmm. or, or Tommy. They could mm -hmm. call yeah. and make some special arrangements mm -hmm. for uh, to, to tour the house. And mm -hmm. I think it is worth uh, school children seeing mm -hmm. as well as adults. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that, that uh, probably impressed me more so than some of the other activities mm -hmm. that we have attended down there was when we had the Tuskegee um, uh, gentleman, yeah, the, the Joseph White, Mr. White, yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't know a lot about mm -hmm. the, the the Tuskegee mm -hmm. um, men mm -hmm. uh, that served uh, d during World War Two, mm -hmm. and uh, I thought I was uh, kind of up on military history being mm -hmm. a veteran I enjoyed mm -hmm. that part of mm -hmm. of our military but I mm -hmm. just wasn't familiar with that and we have um, we had three people from here you know Louise Patton okay her husband Thomas Patton was a Tuskegee Airman Tommy's father Tommy Murphy's father was a Tuskegee Airman and also Joseph White and I they every year in February they have the Tuskegee Airman on this movie and I sit there and cry, I shouldn't do that. But um, they uh, were trained at Tuskegee Institute, Alabama. And the theory was that black men didn't have sense enough to be air, uh, to be pilots, you know. But this was an experiment, so they sent them all to Tuskegee. All right, they came up, and I don't remember the squad number, but this was one of the best squadrons that they ever had, and they never, they were escorted bombers. During they, World War II. World War II. They never lost a group of men. And in this movie, and I'm not sure that it happened like this, um, they were coming through, uh, they had, the Germans had, a, had attacked them, and they were coming through. And this Arab, these uh, men from Tuskegee, Alabama, these bombers came Special right. forces, really. Yeah, mm -hmm. came, and they got them out of this trouble. They did that with everyone. They never lost a man. And in this movie, uh, one young man, he happened to be a young white man, was so impressed because he'd saved his life, you know. He got out of his plane, and his uh, captain said, where are you going? He said, I'm going over here to congratulate them. He said, yeah, that's a good thing. He got close enough. Captain got close enough and saw there's a group of black men. He said, no, you're not going to do that. And he, you know, his prejudice came out. But then they had um, they had um, to go on another um, trip, a mission, or whatever you call it. And this um, general said, who do you want to escort you? And this captain, who did not want the Tuskegee, the Airmen, to take him, you know, to be with him, he said, I want squad, whatever it was, the Tuskegee, them. And the general looked at him and said, you didn't want to speak to him. He said, they've never lost a squad at all. And so they were good. And on this last time, they had a man on there who was, um, they called him train because he loved trains. They, they shot him down. He said, I think I am hit. And he used to sing this song, and trains started singing this song. All the men started singing this song. Here I am sitting up at crying. <laughs> so from now, when Courtney called, she said, Grandmama, Tuskegee, the Almanon. I said, I don't care. I'm no, I don't feel like crying tonight. 
Well, I'm, the reason I brought that up is, uh, number one, people can do research on the mm -hmm. Tuskegee Airmen, mm -hmm. but it's interesting that that we had in, in Franklin at mm -hmm. that time three sure individuals mm -hmm. that uh, came out of one small community. Mm -hmm. Franklin would have been a very small community mm -hmm. back in the uh, early 40s, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that, th that these men um, went through special training, mm -hmm. and it was different mm -hmm. training. And then to go on and have the uh, notoriety that mm -hmm. they would have within the ranks, but really it was years later before there was ever anything oh, said about that. We have in the Mackinac House um, <coughs> Bill, um, Thomas Murdoch's um, uniform, and we have pictures of the Tuskegee Airmen. And if you want somebody to talk about Tuskegee Airmen, Louise Patton, she lived during that time, you know, and so she really enjoys it. But um, we went through some difficult times, but as my grandmama said, you can go through difficult times, but it doesn't have to make you bitter or anything. You just take things and you learn from it. And that's mm -hmm. probably good advice even mm -hmm. for today. Mm -hmm. Let's talk mm -hmm. a little bit about your activities, and I'm just going to call it health mm -hmm. care okay. in general. I know that um, you're on uh, one of the public health boards. Mm -hmm. um, for better health for our community, right. better, you know, I'm not the poster child for it, but um, <laughs> eating right mm -hmm. and exercise mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I know you better for the last 20 some odd years of being on the Williamson Medical Center Board of Trustees. Mm -hmm. uh, you've always been a champion uh, for those that uh, would let those that uh, could not uh, always pay for health care, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it takes courage to set in some of those board meetings and deal with the, the financial side mm -hmm. that uh, you've seen, the, we, we have seen the good times and the bad times. Mm -hmm. We've seen when the medical center lived, operated right here in this building, uh, and now it's in one of the finest, modern, up-to-date facilities mm -hmm. that one uh, could, could, could expect. Beautiful building. It is a beautiful mm -hmm. building. We have uh, more board-certified physicians uh, than than you could ever imagine, mm -hmm. and there are some challenges for healthcare as we go down the street, mm -hmm. down the pipe, mm -hmm. uh, that we can that we can continue to offer the best healthcare here in Williamson County. It's a not-for-profit facility, mm -hmm. which is very important to you and very important to our community. You've gone through good times and bad times over there, but I know that's special to you. Yeah, really. You know, I grew up in um, in a healthy environment because doctor was uh, okay. Doctor was, um, and everybody gets it all mixed up. My last name was Johnson. His last name was Johnson, and somehow or another. He and Miss Johnson took a special interest in me. So I got to be their child. So when people say, okay, those are your parents, I said, that's all right. I don't even try to explain it and everything. But when I first got out of college, I worked in his office as his secretary. Actually, I got to be a certified practical nurse. I don't know anything about it now, but that's what I want. But because of their interest, you know, I mean, so I grew up in that environment. And um, when I was uh, teaching, <coughs> if I had some children who needed um, help, 
then I would take them to him, and they didn't, he wouldn't charge anything. Or a matter of fact, he had a lot of people didn't charge anything. He didn't charge anything. They pay him by bringing him um, uh, chickens and stuff like that. Their but, crops. Yeah, sure did. Or their produce. But, uh, but you know, in the hospital, I've been able to take children when they said they come sick, and I said, Why don't take you to the doctor? And said, She doesn't have no money. They don't have no money. And I've been able to call out to the hospital and talk to the finance people and tell them my problem. And they said, Well, just bring them out. I've done that with grown folk too, you know. So the hospitals, well, I like the mission take care of the health of this community. And that's what they're doing, and it doesn't make any difference whether you have money or not. And I, I really enjoy working on that. And I enjoy being able to maybe influence, you know, the health care of this community. Well, the, the, uh -huh. the, the issues of health care and the issue uh -huh. of county commission, we haven't uh -huh. even got to that. We've got about three minutes left. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's important for every community to go back to our earlier statements of, of having many different folks to serve on our different boards. And that's a plea, if you're mm -hmm. listening to this, uh, to get involved. Not mm -hmm. everyone needs to be a white male. Mm -hmm. uh, not everyone needs to be a, a white female or mm -hmm. a black female mm -hmm. or black male. Boards need to be in, involved and they need right. to have that diversity mm -hmm. which we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Mills, we've just got a couple of minutes left. It's really flown by mm -hmm. uh, and there are probably some things that I haven't allowed you to express yourself on. Uh, if there's something you would like to touch on to, to, to say uh, a little bit about the life of, of Mary Mills <laughs> or the history here in, in town, this is your chance. <laughs> this is my well. First, I want to thank you because, as you said, we've been friends for a long time. You've done a lot for this community, and really thinking I en I enjoy doing what I'm doing, and I just really want people, more people, to get involved in this. We really need to have diversity. Don't sit around fussing about what they are doing. Get involved yourself and do something. So. The County Commission it's been an important part of your life for betterment of what 20 years? Yeah, I got on in '93 by opening my mouth and saying I wanted to get into Pretty that. Close you to know, years. yeah, yeah, and I and I really enjoyed. I like like to see how the uh, government works and everything, and what government can actually do for the community. And um, this county commission does a lot of things for the community. People don't know it. They need to come to the meetings and see what's happening, especially come to the committee meetings because that's where the work goes on in committees, you know. Well, and you mm -hmm. served on the education. You served mm -hmm. on probably every single committee mm -hmm. at one time over over the last 15 to 18 years. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you've been able to have an influence. Mm -hmm. Probably more so people would recognize you for uh, the public health, I mean for uh, public education yeah. <laughs> and your involvement and that goes back to your roots, the teacher, the principal right, in right. you. And, but at the same time, you stand up for those things where we don't have wasteful spending right. and that is so important. Mm -hmm. uh, there are sometimes you you look at issues and say, well, maybe there is a different way to, mm -hmm. to uh, fund those programs without always. Money's not the answer. It's right. the teachers, it's the people, it's the children. Right. So I just um, wish everybody would 
you want to just come and see how government works and all. Well, we're okay. going to have to go. I hate to interrupt oh, you. Oh, I hate to go. We've gone through about 30 minutes, and the okay. guy over here is wrapping it up. And uh, I'm Rogers Anderson with Mrs. Mary Mills, and we thank you, and thank you for being with us today, and we'll see you around the county at the next time. Mm -hmm.